Welcome to the Wake Up Call podcast. I'm your host, Alicia Hopkins, life coach, recovering perfectionist, crazy animal lover, and your go-to friend for all things wellness. If you're the type of woman who constantly feels burned out, overwhelmed, and like you have zero time for yourself, then this is the show for you. I'll show you that it is completely possible to live a life you look forward to every single day by learning simple, actionable steps to start putting yourself first. Burnout and overwhelm are not welcome here, but a little bit of crazy sure is. So if you're ready for your wake up call with a girl who's not afraid to drop an F-bomb every now and then, let's dive in. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Wake Up Call podcast. I have learned so, so, so much from my experience with anxiety, right? As if you've been listening to this show for any period of time, you would know several years ago, my anxiety was at, I would call a crisis mode place where it greatly impacted my ability to show up in my day-to-day life. And as I was trying to put the pieces back together to change what was happening in my life, right, I've learned so many different tools and practical application, like things to shift, right, how I related to anxiety. And one of the things I learned was I really had to take a closer look at my relationship to discomfort. And while I learned this in the backdrop of anxiety, I believe this is something that each and every one of us can take a closer look at because I think we've gotten really good at learning to comfort ourselves when we experience things that make us feel how we don't want to feel, right? We have no shortage of distraction and coping mechanisms all around us that are available. We have phones that we endlessly scroll social media. We can reach for food. We can reach for alcohol. We can reach for the remote and binge watch Netflix, right? We are really, really good at avoiding uncomfortable feelings and experiences in our life. But how many of us know how to sit with discomfort, right? I think we've reinforced the response to run away from discomfort and distract away and numb away. But if you ultimately want to keep moving forward in your life, going after the things you want, learning to be with discomfort is something that you're going to have to learn to do. I learned this in a very difficult way in the context of my anxiety, but learning to be able to sit with those really awful moments and everything that was associated with my panic attacks ultimately helped me build the muscle to get through it and keep moving forward with my day so I was no longer at the mercy of anxiety or fear and discomfort. When I think about what I used to do when my anxiety showed up, I automatically sought the opposite, right? Like I shut down, I ran away, I needed to get away from the thing that was causing me to feel that way. But what's really interesting about the way our brains work They are amazing machines, and they recognize patterns and associations in order to create efficiencies in your day. So in its purest form, it can be super helpful, right? When is the last time you had to sit down and consciously think about how to tie your shoe? (laughs) But our brains don't know how to discern helpful from patterns that aren't serving us. 
So if every time you're bumping up against something that causes you to feel uncomfortable, your response is to distract away or avoid or shut down, you are unknowingly creating a pattern that says, when I feel uncomfortable, I avoid, I stop, I turn around. And if this is in the context of things you want to achieve in your life, you're going to have a really hard time moving forward. You're quite frankly going to be kept in a standstill if every time you reach something that makes you uncomfortable, you stop. There's not a lot of forward momentum. And I don't know about you, but there are things that I want to do in my life. So it's really important to learn how to navigate those things that don't keep me frozen, that don't keep me at the mercy of someone or something else other than my own desires and intentions for my life. So as it played out with anxiety, you know, if you've been listening to this show, you've, you've heard me share examples that when I was driving, that was really one of the more common triggers for my panic attacks. So what it looked like, the pattern that I had created in my life unknowingly was that I started experiencing anxiety while I was driving. I reached my threshold where to me, it felt like too much and I couldn't handle it. So what I looked to do was like pull the cord, get out. And that was represented by turning my car around and going home where I could retreat. I could pull back, get myself together and then take a second attempt at my day. So like I said, kind of a shitty experience, right? Like if that's what you're wondering if each and every day, like I, I just remember thinking every day when I would set out and get out of my car, I would wonder, is today going to be a good day or a bad day? But because my brain, your brain too, right? We, they are these pattern association machines by not being able to work through those awful feelings that were taking place in my body. I had created the pattern that told me when you feel anxiety while you're driving, you go home. And that just ended up, right, like you do it so often it became an automated response. But the good news is with our brains that we can create new patterns. We can redo the wiring. But what it's going to require you to do is staying with, like being with your discomfort and even taking one micro step forward to interrupt the pattern that has been created in your response to discomfort previously, right? So how can you learn to sit with your discomfort? It really boils down to, I think, getting grounded in your body. And there's a variety of ways you can do it. One thing that's really powerful, you can acknowledge what's happening, whether out loud or internally in your own thoughts. Say you get an email, right? Like you you were in your workday and you are working on a project and then you get an email that comes from your boss and completely just throws you off course, right? Like you read it and it evokes a fear response to you. It maybe makes you angry, right? What you can then do in that moment is just acknowledge what's happening. I am feeling nervous. I am feeling anxious. I'm feeling scared right now. Just by naming the things that you're experiencing when you start feeling uncomfortable already changes your response, right? I don't know. You've probably heard me say it on the podcast, but if you can name it, you can tame it. There is something really powerful when you actually acknowledge what's happening 
rather than just avoiding it. And I have come to find that when I bump up against the things that are making me feel uncomfortable, if I can simply state what I'm observing, that helps me step out of what's happening. Like, let me let me break that down because it's actually a really important thing to, to develop in your own life. The second you can see and state what you're observing, you are no longer swept up in the inertia of what's happening. You are now, you can think of it as like you're the observer, you're the bystander, you're witnessing what's happened. So you've already created some separation from who you are and what role you're playing in the scenario. So when you start to notice things, when you start to notice you're bumping up against discomfort, I really encourage you to acknowledge what you're noticing in your body, what you're feeling, what your thoughts are, and just start naming them. And then start to practice what helps you get grounded back in your body, right? Can you slow your breathing? Can you take a couple full belly breaths? Can you put your hand on your chest? while you're slowing your breathing. This really is a beautiful thing too, because it's bringing sensations to a different part of your body and help to interrupt kind of like your thought patterns and, and, and really just disrupt your automatic responses. When you start doing these things, you begin to steady yourself so that you can sit with the discomfort, right? You have already done step one in interrupting your normal response of your pattern behavior, And that is where when we can interrupt what you typically do, that's when you start shifting things. That's when you start, believe it or not, you are starting to take back control in your experience with discomfort. And what you're going to find is you are going to be able to sit with discomfort longer than you ever had when you start slowing the machine down and get back into your body. And the cool thing is, is once you get to that place, once you get steady back in yourself, that's when you can then collect yourself and keep moving forward. How this played out for me in the my example of anxiety was I was eventually able to, while I was driving, get to a place where I could allow the sensations that were already going to happen, right? Like my body was wired to have a response to me driving, But learning to be able to sit with it allowed those sensations and feelings and thoughts to come to the surface and ultimately pass so I could keep going about my day. And I think that's where it relates to us in the context of discomfort in our day to day. If we just give our feelings a chance to come to the surface and be acknowledged and not automatically avoid or stuff them or distract ourselves away, it's amazing how much more quickly they can come to pass if we just let them. So I hope this helps you take a look at your response to discomfort in your life. Because as humans, we are meant to feel the full range of emotions that are available to us in these humanly bodies. We do not only have to feel good all the time. And I think those of us who really practice, because it is a practice, how to handle those emotions that most of us want to avoid, I think that's the thing that separates us from what the majority of people do, which is just ignore, distract, avoid, and helps you keep moving forward so that you can live the life you want. You get to set the agenda and not be at the the mercy of fear or anxiety. I don't want that for you. 
I want you to become a master. I want you to build your discomfort muscle so that you know you are capable of sitting with the things that make you feel uncomfortable. And getting through that, my friend, is what's going to help you achieve the things you want in your life. I hope in some way the nuggets I've shared today, whether it's understanding how your brain works, whether it's understanding that we've got to create a pause from our usual response to things, right, to to rewire the way our brains work. I hope that, that one of these things, right, helps you look at your relationship to discomfort differently and realize that discomfort is not going to kill you, right? When it comes in the context of moving toward the things we want in our lives, there's going to be discomfort, but navigating it, allowing it to pass will ultimately allow you to stay on track and get where you want to go. So guys, thank you as always for tuning in. And I can't wait to connect with you on a future episode. Bye guys. Thank you so much for listening to the Wake Up Call podcast. If you liked what you heard today, I would love for you to subscribe and leave a review. It takes just a few minutes and does wonders for helping other people find the podcast. If you want to connect outside of the podcast, you can do so by following at Alicia D. Hopkins on Instagram. And if you really liked the episode you just listened to, do me a favor. Would you screenshot the episode and tag me? I would love to see what's resonating with you. Thank you for joining me today, and I hope today's episode helped you to see that you can wake up to the change that's possible in your life.